We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. My name is Bill Trochi, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our lead college football writer at SportingNews.com. We uh, thank everybody for listening during this offseason and and subscribing to the All-America Podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and to our YouTube channel, uh, CFB Nation, uh, as we pick up subscribers throughout the offseason. Bill, we are 17 weeks. We've hit May. It's 17 weeks from week zero. Uh, The NFL draft is over, and you're telling me up in Columbus the weather is beautiful this spring as we get closer to the summer. Yes? That's the first lie of the podcast. (laughs) I mean, it's May. I'm staring at what rain and cold and dreary. It feels like (laughs) November game against Iowa up here. You know, where is is spring? I was promised. Where's summer? Uh, 17 weeks, like you said, coming off the NFL draft, spring football's in the books. And that, as Steve Spurrier once famously said, leads to talking season. So (laughs) good thing we've got a lot to talk about. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So it feels like you're at an Iowa football game in November. That's, it's a good time to talk college football then, all right? I mean, let's, <laughs> let's get right into it. Um, speaking of, you know, as we've talked about through the years, today we want to talk about uh, something that, that broke last week a little bit. It's leaked out. I don't know when the official announcement's going to come, but the, uh, the college football playoff, the first expanded 12-team college football playoff for the 2024 season, uh, they, they nailed some dates down. Uh, and we are going to go through and talk about that a little bit. Um, as I've made the argument throughout uh, or l- last year, and it's been true for a long time, that the college football regular season outshines its postseason because the postseason just continues to try to adjust and squeeze in. And um, it, it continued to do that last week. Um, first, can we talk about the fact that the commissioners and the, the administrators had this big, important meeting? Uh, last Thursday, and they came out at Bill Hancock, talked to the reporters who were there and told them about the dates and things hours before the NFL draft. Bill, if you're going to release important information about college football, why would you do it hours before the first round of the NFL draft? Time means everything, obviously. Um, Competing with the NFL is a losing battle for college football, and I think we're going to hit that point by point here. Um, because nobody, A, takes up more space than the NFL, and B, they're really the only sport that can infringe on your space, right? The NFL draft is the lead event during the NBA playoffs. The NFL draft, the schedule <laughs> releases next week, which will be right in the middle of, again, the NBA and the NHL. They don't care. Um, NBA lottery, yeah, they're going to overshadow all that stuff. Now, there's a, some things you want to get into with this calendar and I told you before we came on, I said, this is, you pay a price for everything. This is the price of expansion. It's now the schedule. There's no easy answer because at every turn, you are going, at some point, you're going head to head with the NFL. I have an easy answer, Bill. Mm-hmm. You read it. I wrote about right. it in January um, and I stand by it. Um, but first, we'll, we'll talk about uh, what they did come up with. Okay, so they came up with um, in 2020 after the 2024 season. Okay, they want to have the first round of the 12 team playoff. It's going to be four games. They want to have it on the third Saturday of September. Sorry, December. (laughs) Third Saturday, December, probably a Friday night game and then three games on Saturday. That's week 15 of the NFL the NFL usually has either a doubleheader or now even a tripleheader on that Saturday. It's the first Saturday that they put their regular season games on Saturday. Usually the college football season is cleared by then, except for a couple, maybe some minor bowls or whatever. Um, so that's the first round. Then they want the quarterfinals on New Year's Eve weekend, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Probably one game on New Year's Eve, three games on New Year's Day. And then they want to have the semifinals on um, January 9th and January 10th, a Thursday night and a Friday night. Uh, that will be the semifinals right before the NFL wildcard weekend, which 
is stretched out Saturday, Sunday, and Monday nowadays. They do three games. Um, I think it's two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday night. Um, and then the national championship game is going to be on Monday night, January 20th. Uh, after the uh, NFL divisional playoffs. So um, thoughts on not only releasing it right before the draft, but also uh, the dates that they came up with. Yeah, I mean, obviously this, again, you're going head to head with the NFL. The, the, the positive is this is the 12 team playoff we want. It's more excitement. It's more games. I always go back to win. The NFL expanded the wildcard weekend. I said this is going to water it down. It really didn't. It, it has created more excitement for that weekend, even when they stretch it to the three-day week. I do wish they would confine that to Saturday, Sunday. Um, you, you're not getting quarterfinals on campus, correct? So we're not getting though. We're getting those at both sites, which is still kind. So like, and we've talked about this. So if you're one of those teams that earns a top four seed you're not getting a home playoff game. Correct. Which is kind of the allure of the whole thing for the Ohio States and Alabamas and Georgias to get that. I mean, I so am I ever going to see an Ohio State playoff game? Probably not. You know, not early at least because they're always going to be in that one through four, one through eight. Maybe not always, but for those programs, it's, it's kind of like telling the home field vantage teams in the NFL, well, you're not getting a home game even though you got the one seed. Yeah, so I think, you know, you, you can say what you want about this calendar and everything, and I, I have plenty to say about it. I'm going to have a story later this week um, about the problems with, you know, that they're kind of lining up this. The the only weekend, it's New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, I think is going to work. It's going to be a success. I think the first round, <clears throat> the semifinals and the final are not going to be a success or not to be as successful as they could be. Um, but the hope is that in 2026, there's a blank slate. There's a blank slate with the TV contracts. There's a blank slate with the bowl contracts. Those Everything expires in 2025. So the college football uh, administrators and decision makers and whatever playoff committee and those type of things, they have an opportunity to reimagine the calendar in 2026. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think I will, I can start, with what I would like to see in 2026. Um, and then we can, gonna, we can go return to, you know, what the issue, what I see the issues are in the, in the 2024 uh, and 2025 calendars. I mean, I think it's too late to adjust with the stadiums booking and all that kind of stuff. Um, but in 2026, there, there has been some talk that week zero will become standard. It'll be the week one. Right. right. And so you're, you're moving the whole calendar back one week you that creates an opportunity to have the semifinals not in the middle of january but over new year's day and then you have the national championship game january 9th 10th whatever that is that the monday after that weekend of of um where it's been actually you know the the weekend the monday after the nfl regular season ends um Mm -hmm. hasn't been an overwhelming success but that's where it would be you would back the whole season up one week and um, the semifinals would be held over, like I said, New Year's Day. And then they could, you know, and, and so the, right. the, the talk is it's it's split whether or not 
uh, you know, some commissioners are in favor of it. Some commissioners are not in favor of it or whatever. What I want to do is back it up two weeks into mm-hmm. August. And I think the advantages of backing up the whole schedule two weeks in August is it creates a logical tournament at the end of the year. You have, you can have your first three rounds on the first three Saturdays of December and you can have the national championship game on January 1st. And I know people want to have multiple games on January 1st, but I think the most valuable commodity of the tournament is the championship game. It's the final. And in order to drum up the most amount of interest and make it feel like it's a college football tradition would be to have it on January 1st. And I think it works on so many levels because if you just look at even, you know, drumming up interest through the media days, right? The media days right now on a Monday night championship game, media day is on Saturday. You usually go to it, right? It's on the yeah. Saturday. Right. The NFL playoffs are happening, right? Right. Or, right. And, and it, there's nationally, there's no, those stories from the media day just don't resonate. They don't make right. any dent in any sort of TV show or websites, newspaper, whatever. And, Think about the media day on December 30th, two days before the national mm-hmm. championship game. There's nothing going on. Right. Sometimes it's the middle of the week. You get tons of interest. You, you draw up, you know, more exciting things, whatever. Um, the, the advantage of moving up the schedule in August is instead of just one weekend, which we have now <clears throat> before the NFL season starts, you get three weekends before the NFL season starts. You can schedule games on Saturday and Sunday. You can mm-hmm. own three weekends after a summer of no football in the United States. It's clearly the most popular sport in the United States. People are dying for it by the end of the summer. Look at the NFL <laughs> preseason exhibition game ratings where literally nobody plays. It doesn't right. mean anything at all. And people still watch it. So, College football, the ratings would be a huge boost on the front end on the first three weekends of the regular season. And then I think the first two Saturdays in December, you are not competing with the NFL. The third Saturday, the NFL is allowed to broadcast games. That would be a conflict. That's that's the one conflict in my proposal is that the semifinals would bump up against week 15 of the NFL regular season. Which is fine. That's fine. Right. The December madness momentum of Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. By that third Saturday, we've got a semifinal. We've got four marquee teams most likely playing. They're going to be able to hopefully hold their own. Maybe the NFL cooperates a little bit and says, hey, we'll put maybe a lower tier game and it's only in the afternoon. You guys can own the evening or whatever it is. Um, You know, they're not going to back off completely, but maybe there's a level of cooperation where the college football semifinals get their attention. I think they would anyway. And then you've got New Year's Day to yourself. So um, that's my proposal. What issues do you see with it? Lay it they, on. The coaches. Coaches that have their calendar prepared all the way through spring football, like every detail, every practice, they're going to want more time. They're not going to want to move the season up that far. Um, they they could be told that, but... Why couldn't I, they start practicing earlier? Like... Because the season the, ends, it, but it, the summer camp circuit doesn't. They're going to have to bump the summer recruiting circuit up, like that. That part does. So you got you can't be in an elite eleven, and then be you know you heard Sonny Dyke talk, 
Dykes talk about this at the championship game where they've got to fix the entire college football calendar. Yes. Right. Because Sonny was talking about having potential transfers on his campus touring and he's not there because he was in Los Angeles <laughs> because that window's open. They've got it. They, you're right that they need to revitalize the entire calendar. Some holes in the regular season. The, the things that I've always thought, and they're, they're more radical ideas, I think you could lop off a regular season game and, and play 11 each. I've watched 11 game seasons. And then if you don't do that, I think the conference championship games, I'm sorry, they don't have as much value. Even if it's for an auto bid, they still it still doesn't feel the same to me. But they're, they're not going makers, yeah, they're big money makers, they're not going away. That's another problem that it's like I always make the comparison. It's like the the well, not the Lions. We're not gonna let that it's like the Packers and Vikings playing a division championship game before the playoffs. Like that's it, it's not a perfect comparison, but the NFL would never do that. You're right that they should avoid the NFL as long as possible. The story I always tell is I remember being, you were talking about us as writers and stories. I remember being, I think it was Tampa Bay that year, 2017, two days before the national championship game, more people were paying attention. This was Alabama and Clemson mega matchup, Deshaun Watson, more people on that Saturday were paying attention to Brock Osweiler versus Connor Cook in an AFC wildcard game because that's the power of the NFL. Exactly. And I, I mean, Connor Cook, Brock Osweiler, think about that. That was more interesting to general fan than the, the championship game we saw two nights later. I, I'm all for your plan, except I think I would do the semifinals on January 1st and bump the title game to the ninth and keep it kind of similar to what we have now. And if you have to go up against the NFL for one weekend. But you just gave an example that going into January, you're yeah. losing steam. Right. You just so, said it. Right. So I don't, but I don't think they're going like to. January 1st, you are as far much. away from the NFL playoffs as you could possibly right. be. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're 10 days away. There's still an NFL regular season game to come after January 1st. So I feel like you got to lose on week seven. Yeah. You might lose on week 17. So right. because of that madness of week 17, which we all know. Um, one thing in this plan, so, so help me out here, Bill. If, if the semifinals on January 9th and 10th, so that's going to bump up against what, week 17 or a wild card weekend next year or that year? I don't know what the NFL schedule is, but they could, if they bump it's the It's going to be the Thursday and Friday night before wild card weekend. I love that, though. I actually love that idea because I think you get Thursday college football, Friday college football, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, NFL. That would be the potential for the best five-day weekend of football of the year. But I still think the college football will be swallowed up. The winners will be forgotten in hours uh, because the NFL is kicking off the next day. Right. Fans who went to the quarterfinals – in these neutral site bowl games over New Year's weekend, which is a holiday weekend. People will travel. I go to the Orange Bowl. My team's in the Peach Bowl. My team's in whatever. Are being asked to go somewhere once work has kind of resumed. All four schools, right? Right. Not just two. There's no home situation. All four schools are again being asked to travel to a neutral site for a midweek game, night game. That's a big ask. I don't right. know, especially with the NFL playoffs about to start. I mean, you you might not 
get to, get a sellout. You might not have a great atmosphere at all for these semifinal games. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But that's the price you paid for expansion. Like this is this is what I've told people. You want I college football is an elitist sport, at least right now. Is the 14 playoff broken? Yeah. Do, will the 12 team playoff be better? It would be a hell of a lot better if you had the quarterfinals on campus. And that's yes. what they didn't deliver. Because that's the scene we all painted. We painted the one eight game between Alabama and Tulane. You know, a lot more interesting. You're right about that. Like a lot is Crazy and fun as Tulane's comeback against USC was last year. You moved on pretty quick. Like, I, I don't know that people are still talking about that. Now, if Tulane beats USC in a quarterfinal, it becomes like an NFL playoff moment. And we'll do the slide list of the greatest college football playoff moments. That's March the Madness moment. Right. And that's what we want. Um, and that's where you'll get it, right, is in the quarterfinals. I still don't think we're going to get many – upset moments in the semifinals true and true upsets um but i again i i think the best point about your calendar that i don't disagree with is it you just don't want to mess with the nfl as much as possible and, and accept it and there are so many fans that i love the nfl too i love college football i love the nfl i'm not one of those people that says one's better than the other um but for the college football game to try to Mimic the playoff format is not a bad experiment. I'm just worried that, like you said, these quarterfinals will look like the first round of the NCAA tournament in some places in men's basketball, where you're like, there's nobody there, you know? So, I mean, these well, are the at least checks. in 2024, they, I think they will be there because it'll be over New Year's Day. That's the New Year's Day round. It's the semifinals I'm worried about. It's that Thursday night Cotton Bowl between, you know, Michigan and clemson or georgia or something and everybody's supposed to fly again to that game or right. whatever or you're just going to have a bunch of people from dallas watching two teams that are out of region are they going to buy all the tickets like what's that going to feel like you know what i mean i don't know and then like like cowboys have a home game on saturday like oh that's all they're going to care about in dallas is the cowboys or whatever so. right right Probably game in two days, you know, it's like, oh, what are these college people doing in town? I have no idea. Like (laughs) this calendar lends itself to they probably should have done an eight team instead of a 12 team playoff. Because three weekends is less complicated than four. And and it it just is. And if you're not going to reward like the, the biggest hitch in this plan is what is the reward for being a top four seed? Other than a bye week, if you're just going to fly to, for example, pass it. Let's, let's map that out. If you're in Alabama in 2025 and for some reason, I know they're, they're going to try to match. Well, even if you're Ohio state, they try to fly you to the Rose bowl. Okay. There's your quarterfinal. You win, you fly to the orange bowl, you win. And then you fly to it. I'll make it worse for them. And then you got to fly to Atlanta for the title game or or whatever. yeah, Yeah. Like 
that's not how they reward NFL playoff teams for excellence. Green Bay gets to stay in Green Bay, you know. Uh, who was the one seed in the AFC last year? Kansas City plays in Kansas City for a reason. It's yeah. an advantage and a reward. And that's what this setup is not doing other than a first-round buy is not rewarding the excellence of the regular season, which college football clings is still trying to cling to that it did matter more than anything else. I don't know that under this format it will. And look it at will, last year. It, it will matter in a different way. Yeah, Georgia was the number one seed. They had the more difficult opponent in in the first round. And it happened to be in Atlanta, but you know it should have been yeah. a neutral site. Um, that would have been no reward at all. In fact, Michigan would have had a better you know situation right. than Georgia if it, if the game wasn't in Atlanta. Um, so yeah, so the seeding is a whole another thing that I will will get to later, and I'm I think that's a flaw. I'm a fan of the 12 team. I feel like you can figure it out. I feel like you can have an understandable tournament if it was Saturday, Saturday, Saturday in December, and then national championship on January 1st. It's very understandable to the college fan, to the sports fan who's not necessarily college first is going to tune in, and that just like they do for March Madness, everyone understands the March Madness calendar. It's been the same calendar since 1985 or even before. It's weekend, weekend, Final Four, Saturday, Monday. Like it's everybody knows it. You don't have to be a college football play, uh, fan to know it. This new calendar with games on Fridays and Thursday and Friday and Monday and Saturday, even college football fans are going to be confused Absolutely. when the games are, where well, the games are, and when the games are. That that's why they need to overhaul the entire calendar, and that starts with the recruiting calendar and matching it up with the academic. And, and it is, I know people scoff at this but the academic calendar matters at least theoretically you have to i mean it does it does and it doesn't i get it but it's still that's something that that they're going to use a crutch not to change things oh the crutches are already coming out so right. here here's some of the quotes i found from last week mike oresco american athletic conference you run into issues anytime you try to do anything with the calendar. With week zero, you have camps, and then they have to move earlier, and then they conflict with summer school. That's a real issue. Summer school and training camps is going to like prevent you from having a logical college football playoff schedule. I don't. It's just reaching for excuses. Oresco again. You move things earlier. Do you want to play the league championship games on Thanksgiving weekend when the students aren't there? Do you want to move Army Navy? I'm like, uh, yeah, well, we, yeah. we play. We already play Ohio State, Michigan on Thanksgiving weekend. How's the attendance for that one? We play Auburn, Alabama on Thanksgiving weekend. Florida, Florida State. We put that was the most ridiculous excuse to worry about. We already play huge games on Thanksgiving weekend when the kids are on break. Are we struggling that weekend? That's one of the best weekends of the college football season. Like, what are you talking about? Right. But they'll, they'll, <laughs> I, I think the bigger concern just from like summer camp circuit that these college football coaches do, and you get into July. College football coaches are not allowed to go to the Elite 11. They can't. No, stay. I mean, but the camps that they hold at these schools, like, okay. and, the, and the recruiting that, that happens in the summer, right? Okay. And I know they're not allowed to go, but I'm saying, when you go to media day, it's kind of like fall camps getting ready to start. And their fall camps are so detailed that you're telling these coaches 
that you're going to push this up three weeks. They'll do it eventually, but there'll be gripes and that kind of stuff because, okay, now I have to get my team ready to play by August 14th. You, you heard Scott Frost last summer talking about how they had to change their camp just to go to Dublin for that week zero opener, which that's a different argument in a special case. But, you know, if you've got to push your team to get ready three weeks earlier, I think that's going to be, there'll be some pushback on that. You've got to start with one, then you can, then you know what they'll do, Bill. They'll go from week zero to week half zero, 0.5, whatever they call it. Week negative one. Let's do it. Week negative (laughs) 0.5. And, that will be where we do the soft opener and they'll keep pushing it back because like everything else in life, they, the calendar continues to get pushed back. They'll get there. It, it, it won't be expanded because you'll be wrapped on January one. So the three weeks that you're working extra, at least from a player's perspective, right? Right. Yeah. We're starting earlier in the summer, but you're done January 1st. You're not done January 20th. You're not, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I think there's, there's a, you know, there will be a concern of like how much are we asking of these players and, and extra games and extra months. I'm just shifting. I'm not adding. I'm shifting. Right. Well, yeah. they should. They're not, I mean, you're not wrong. It's just I'm preparing you for the fact that they're not going to listen to you because they, never li- they don't listen to sports writers. They they kind of listen to us, but, you know, um, you know, Bill Hancock does a hell of a job with the playoff. He always has, and we'll see uh, how that goes. Yeah, so – Anyway, all right, well, that's segment one. Segment two, stay tuned. We're going to talk some NFL draft that was just wrapped. Uh, Bill Bender had his 2024 big board already up for next year that we can talk about. That'll be on the next segment. We'll have some Trochi trivia, NFL draft related. Um, So thanks for listening to this segment, and uh, stay tuned for segment two. (laughs) 